Hello and welcome to Harrell Squared. Um, it is I, Attorney Trey Harrell, alongside my father, former Speaker of the House, Bobby Harrell. Dad, say hello to the fine folks. Hello to the fine folks. Yeah, uh, we've got it's a great to be here with my buddy. It's always good. Come to you live from Harrell Square. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, that's Harrell Square. That's Harrell Square. Well, there's two of us. That's exactly right. Square, right. Yeah, um, you know, that's math for people. You there know, you go. But yeah, we'll talk math. Math and We'll now. talk math later. Um, just like we're gonna get to the Will Smith stuff a little we later. We will talk Will Smith. So don't you worry about that. But a um, couple of things we want to hit on before we dive into the big stories of our show um, is uh, you and I have consistently discussed no fly zone on our episodes. Something over Ukraine. Over Ukraine. Um, something we've we've kind of disagreed on the implementation, and you so eloquently on Monday sent me a lovely article. Um, that was uh, where John Venable, the former Air Force commander, um, was interviewed on Fox News. And he said, uh, regarding no-fly zones, the weight that people are talking about, they don't understand how much this would take and how involved we would become right away. This is not a matter of will. It's a matter of judgment. And we can do a lot of things that are more effective other than getting into a fight with nuclear-armed Russia. I'm going to defer to that guy. And then, <laughs> and reading the whole article, yeah. he was adamant that we ought to be providing airplanes or jets, fighter jets, the, the MiGs, for instance. Yeah. He was adamant that we ought to be giving them more tools so that uh, Ukraine can do a no-fly zone. And he said, in, in the longer context of the article, that that uh, Ukraine can do a no-fly zone themselves. We yeah. don't have to have American pilots flying over there, risking their lives. And shooting down Soviets and getting into a direct shooting war with Russia. They're called Russians, not Soviets. I mean, I mean okay, well, one and the same. Well, you know, well, potato, well, potato. Okay. But. No, no, you're, that's a good point. I'm yeah. going back to my baby boomer Cold War days. Yeah. But, um, but And this guy, General Venable, was, uh, he commanded the largest combat group in the United States Air Force in 2004-2005. I read the article. I thought, this guy knows what he's talking about. Um, it's, and so I have adamantly... For a no-fly zone over Ukraine by Ukrainians, and you know, and and basically, as we're getting more stuff leaked out, I'm agreeing with you. It's just I had just come from the World War II museum, and I think Putin is is on the track to be as bad as Hitler, and I just don't want my son to have to go fight in a few years. I, so I don't want my grandson to fight either. That's why I get so out of about my it. granddaughter. But, but as we've said, I'm man enough <laughs> to say, whenever you get good advice from somebody who knows what they're talking about, you should listen. I listened, and so I'm, I'm rethinking my position of us doing a no-fly zone somewhere. So that's that, good to know. That, that's wonderful. So this has been a great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. No. Um, other thing that we talk about before we get into our main stories, um, I just want to point this out because we always like to make sure we, we drop good crypto news whenever it comes out. The European Union lawmakers are set today, Thursday, to back tougher safeguards for transfers of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Latest sign that various regulators are still trying to tighten up. I think that's a good idea uh, because that's how Russia is essentially using some shadow financing. And so, you I, know. I think what's happening too, though, I think that not just the European Union, but United States regulators, regulators of all the free countries are a little concerned about uh, crypto getting out of control and them not having control anymore. So I, I view this with kind of mixed emotions. Absolutely, this needs to happen to shut down Russia's ability to do that. Uh, but would it have kept the guy we talked about last time 
who put his life savings I know, that's, in, in crypto on, yeah. a, on a jump drive to leave the country with his money in his pocket because he couldn't get it out of an ATM. You know, so I, I view this with mixed emotions. Absolutely, it needs to happen. But I, I worry when government starts doing stuff like this, just how far they might go. And I, I couldn't agree uh, more with you on that. Um, now I guess we can actually get into the real portion of our show. Yes, let's go. Um, but, you know, as all, and, and we'll get to Will Smith at the end. Don't worry. Um, but uh, as always, I, although I'm a lawyer, I'm not giving you any legal advice. Call my office if you need it. Um, if you need legal advice, I need to give it to you. Don't get it off my podcast, number one. Number two, neither one of us are financial planners. Don't listen to anything we say and invest on it. Um, listen to it because it's entertaining, but don't go invest on it. B, if you need, or C, I guess, if you need insurance, call. Call Harold Insurance, and um, we don't talk about insurance much on this podcast, so I don't know how much, how bad we need that disclaimer, but anything we say it's insurance-related yeah. ain't advice, that comes direct from that us. That comes direct from us, but call. Call 843-766-9900. Or find them online at heraldinsurance.com. There we go. And if you need that legal advice, 636-TREY, 843-636-TREY, or find me online at attorneyherald.com. All right, let's get in the show. Uh, breaking, as we we're preparing for this podcast, uh, President Biden has announced that he plans to use up to 180 million barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve over six months, starting in May, an expected average of 1 million barrels a day. Um, that 180 million barrel release would leave the U.S. government at its lowest reserves since there were Soviets in the 1980 in 1984. <laughs> um, a release of that size is nearly four times the largest drawdown that we've ever had um, from the U.S. oil reserves. What are your thoughts, Mr. Um, Speaker? He's going to draw down 180 million barrels over six months starting with May. Let's see, May, June, July, August, September, October. Huh. Is, could that huh. be to take us That's up to the election? That's an interesting thing. What happens after that? Yeah. Uh, 20, uh, 180 million barrels or roughly 30 million barrels a month uh, is a lot. Uh, the United States uses 20 million barrels of oil a day right now. So he's going to release into the supply one and a half times what we actually use right now. Yeah. It's going to put a ton of oil on the market. I would expect it would drive prices down, but as soon as he stops doing this, the price is going to drive right back up. Skyrocket. Actually. So his goal yeah. clearly is let's get this thing down for six months yeah. so hopefully I can, I can help with the midterms. Uh, and then we won't worry about it after that. I, I think it's almost a cynical move that he's doing. And while it will provide some relief for some people for a six-month period of time, um, it is not the answer to this problem. Well, and I think, I mean, the strategic oil reserve, let's just make this very clear. That's what I was going to That exists for if there's a national emergency or we're at war. And the fact that you're... Um, we're already lower than we normally are at 700 million. We're down to 568 million barrels currently. And we're going to release another 180 million barrels. We're going to drive it below 400 million barrels. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just... And we don't pump oil around here very much anymore. So, he, so he's not going to restore it from, yeah. from the U.S. We're going to have to go buy it from somebody else. That's what will have to happen. If, if they buy it, number one. Number two, um, it's one thing if... We did this when President Trump was president and oil got up or something where no there was no we're not no one's coming after us. 
there is a war, proxy war going on in Ukraine. The Russian foreign minister has met with the Chinese earlier this month, and it's very clearly obvious that at some point in the recent future, I'm not talking in a month or so, but within the next few years, China is going to evade Taiwan. And when that occurs, we're going to be at war, plain and simple. The fact that we're drawing down our strategic supplies and we're not just being like, all right, we need to, we need to be the arsenal of democracy and be prepared to fight is asinine. Absolutely ridiculous, and that's my that's and my. And you issue say is. we will be at war with uh, at war with China when they invade Taiwan, and the reason for that is because unlike Ukraine, we have a treaty yeah. with, with Taiwan to mm -hmm. protect them. We didn't have such a treaty with um, Ukraine, and neither did Europe. So I mean, there were there agreements made back when Ukraine left, but there are no treaties, formal treaties signed. So. The difference between China invading Taiwan and Russia invading Ukraine is we have a treaty involved no. with the Taiwan issue, and so you're you're you've hit the nail on the head. And so it's you know it's this scenario where the fact that you're doing what you're doing for for pure political purposes. I mean, and 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 we're going to talk about doing something for pure purposes when we get to Will Smith in a little bit. But you're doing something for pure political purposes. Um, that is harming the United States. You know, it's one thing to do something for political purposes when it doesn't harm the country in a, in a, or could potentially be the end of our country if we get into World War III and we're not prepared. Um, but it's just, it's just ridiculous. And it goes to the lack of the leadership. And it goes to why CBS, there was a, you know, we're talking about other South Carolina things that we do on this. We're talking about midterms. And, and Mick Mulvaney has been hired by CBS. And of course, everybody went nuts when he got hired by CBS. And then we have something leaked out, and I love this, that a CBS news executive told his staff at the network that they will be hiring more Republican analysts because there is believed, that, sorry, he believed there was to be a likely Democratic wipeout. So not the wave, we're going to have a wipeout. I guess you can fall off the wave, right? Um, in 2022 midterm elections. So, I, I mean... If you watch Chuck, Chuck Todd, and I don't watch him a lot, no. but I saw a clip of him the other day, he has this this meter uh, where he talks about uh, issues going on, like uh, like a seventy one percent of the people have a uh, have a, um, uh, a favorable, a huge advantage for Republicans yeah. in terms of the the uh, enthusiastic real, real enthusiastic politics numbers, yeah, real right. clear politics numbers, yeah. uh, and and the economy where it is, and he has this meter that shows from a Democratic viewpoint whether they're likely to have an incredible election, uh, an okay election, an average election, a not very good election, or a shellacking. Yeah. And all three of his meters had the Democrats in the shellacking territory. And, and, so yeah. everybody in, in the media understands that that looks like where we're going. And if you look at the numbers, I mean, that in terms of that, um, uh, that uh, enthusiasm gap, it's Republicans are plus 17. Well, the yeah. last time Republicans were plus 17, we took, the Democrats lost 60 house seats in the House. Yeah. I mean, so we're, we are headed to an historical election. So I see, I, I get what CBS is doing hiring Mulvaney. First of all, I know Mick. He, he and I were in the State House together. Uh, a great guy, good friend, always has been, straight as an arrow, um, very conservative. 
Uh, and, um, and it's a very smart hire for CBS since they're looking for Republicans. But it's clear they just don't have, they know they're not going to have the juice they had uh, when they could just attack yeah. Trump and when they had the Obama administration. Yeah, I mean, you were saying that, we were talking about that in pre-show, um, that you, where they, the media's had this great life over being able just to be this leftist nut job mm -hmm. group of people that they want to be because... They had the Obama. They had the Bush administration, where that was when this really started. When John Stewart and them could make the jokes, and they made it lighthearted and made it funny to be a, to be liberal, right? Mm -hmm. And then that bled into Obama, and they got away with whatever they wanted for Obama because Obama could attack Fox News, but Republicans couldn't attack other news. I mean, I, I vividly remember a Super Bowl interview for sixty minutes on CBS News when President Obama blamed a bunch of his problems on Fox News and a bunch yep. of polar. Yep. I remember that vividly, but. Yep. That being said, able to get away with that, then Trump was like manna from heaven because you could just Russia, I mean, Russia, Russia. Yeah, and all, all that, that jazz. Yeah, and, yeah. and now you're in a position with Biden. You realize, ah, oh, wait a second, they've screwed up all the stuff that was good. That mm -hmm. was good, and this is what we're dealing with. And so I think it's a, a dead on hire. I mean, I think that what you're talking about about Chuck Todd, um, you you sent me the notes. There are 34 U.S. Senate elections this year. But control of the U.S. contested elections, Republican because because yeah, every uh, every election yeah. cycle, roughly a third of the third Senate is up, and we only need nine. We need no, nine. no, we don't need nine. We need one. Sorry, only nine. There are, are in, nine that are nine. actually yeah. in play. So of those nine, two puts us clearly in the yeah, majority. Clearly in the majority, and, right? I and mean, so we're in a the that's the Senate, and when you look at the House side. Um, the number of congressmen running, uh, excuse me, not running for re-election is something like um, like 40, or I don't remember the exact number, but a, about 40. Um, we only need five yeah. on the on the House side. So, I, yeah, the, the Democrats ought to be worried. And the left-wing networks, CBS, NBC, CBS, and all those folks, they ought to be worried yeah. about their access to what's going on going forward. And that's why I actually, you know... Oh, they, don't care, first, they don't care about their access because they don't report the news. They just talk. They want to yeah. be able to, to bring in the audience. Yeah. They, they want to be able to get information that will bring in the audience. That's what it's always about. And so I, tip of the hat to CBS for... For hiring Mick Mulvaney, and I'll bet you that's just the first of many we're going to hear about as we go into the um, as we get closer and closer to the so midterms. Are you, are you hinting at uh, Speaker Harrell becoming a commentator? For I don't. I don't think so. But <laughs> I did see a real cool interview um, on television the other day. Um, the Brian Skelter guy, he did an interview with the very first two uh, hosts of CNN. And he asked them if they still watch CNN. And they said, yeah, yeah, I do. And he said, well, what do you think? And the guy who was the host said, I yell at the screen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. But, uh, you know. Anyway, so I think the yeah. networks are going to do a smart thing, and they're going to move in this direction. I think that the midterm elections are going to go incredibly well for Republicans. And so it's going to have been a smart thing that they did. But it's just telling you that, even the left-wing liberal media gets what's coming. Yeah, yeah, they get what's coming, and we love that. And um, talking about screaming at the screen, um, we, we talk about South, University of South Carolina sports all the time. 
Let's talk about another blood sport with the University of South Carolina. <laughs> the, uh, and we're going to get to Will Smith. Just stick around to the end. We're going to we're going to talk about Will Smith here shortly. Don't worry. We got something very crucial we want to talk about with Will Smith. So hang tight. But you know, talking about blood sports. You know, slapping right, at the right, Oscars, right, no blood, right, whatever. Right, right. But the blood sport that is the University of South Carolina board. Um, we had we had earlier this week um, five of the six members running unopposed for the board uh, get carried over and only one got pushed through. Alex English got pushed through despite having what the, what Fitz News said uh, concerns regarding his financial disclosures. He got pushed through, um, but Charles Williams, Dorn Smith, John Von Lee, Thad Westbrook, and Dr. Floyd um, all got carried over. Now, before we dive into that, explain this process. Explain uh, what that well, means. When they... As somebody who used to be actively involved in this. We heard, we heard this thing. They had a no-confidence vote. That is not at all what happened. First of all, carry over. Um, to carry it over simply means we're not going to talk about this anymore at this meeting. We will talk about it again at the next meeting. So all they really did is delay the conversation to the next meeting. Now, that could be done for a couple of reasons. One, it could be ran out of time. I don't think this is it. But <laughs> ran out of time, and we just need to finish these off up later. Uh, another reason could be to send a message to the board uh, to say to make them sweat it um, over the weekend or until the next meeting or whenever the next meeting yeah. is to uh, to uh, sweat what's going to happen and worry about it. A third is it could be they're planning to cut them loose and they just want to make them suffer for a little bit yeah. <laughs> until they get around to it. Could be any of those three things going on here. The the only one of them that I'm really concerned about, frankly, is John Von Lee. Well, and Eddie Floyd, because Eddie Floyd's name's on a building because he's done so much for the university over the years. Uh, but John Von Lee is just an incredibly straightforward, he's a tax attorney here yeah. in Charleston. Uh, he is just a great guy and is as honest as they come. I, I, wish that, I wish he wasn't on this list, but I understand that there's some uh, legislators mad at him. So anyway, so the point of this is the carryover, sim yeah. or the, the no confidence vote did not occur. The carryover simply means we're going to continue this conversation at our next meeting, and who knows what we might do at our next meeting. Yeah, okay. So so essentially, there the, the what you would predict from reading these stories, and I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but you would predict that they're trying to send a message. Uh, with, with all the stuff you've heard going on board. At a minimum, they're sending a message. Yeah. Um, what is happening right now in this committee that's reviewing these folks is they're all talking to each other, deciding do we want to keep all five, do we want to can all five, do we want to keep one or two of them and, and not keep three or four of them. The members of the committee, away from the spotlight, are all talking to each other about what do we want to do, what do we want to do with this, and they're hearing from other members who have ideas, who tell them stuff they want to do. All these other conversations are going on right now. But this is either leading to a vote the next time they come together to report them out, or it's leading to a no vote, which would mean they're not reporting them out. Um, I don't, I'm not sure in the uh, University of South Carolina Board of Trustees race, races, what it does for them just to not report them out. As I recall, they have to be approved by the committee to go to the floor, so I would assume if they're not reported out, that means their, their time running for the, their time on the board is over. So we will find out when they meet again if the little talks back in the back rooms yeah. are get rid of all of them, keep keep a couple of them, or 
or what it is. Yeah. Okay. That, well, that, that makes sense. And I think that's <clears throat> that's the way to understand it. You know, you talked about they want to go talk to um, uh, other members or other people involved. Could some of those other people involved be donors? Uh, they could be. <laughs> One other thing I would say on that yeah. point first, though. The good news is it's kind of like the U.S. Senate, only 34 of the 100 are up. Mm -hmm. Of the board, there's 16 elected seats, only eight are up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good news for the eight that aren't up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, this, in this environment. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they could be talking to donors, like, okay. like anybody in mind. That, well, you know, the Post and Courier reported today that um, Lou Kennedy, uh, chief executive of West Columbia-based uh, Nephron Pharmaceuticals, has made it very clear that she is unhappy with the leadership of the board and the way the board is going forward. Um, as, as I think you, we might have talked about on this or we've talked to people before, Lou Kennedy and her husband have pledged $30 million to the university. They've given 10. They're, they've got it so that since they've got another $20 million left to go. Um, she was quoted in the Post and Courier, um, you know, based on her being unhappy with the future, with the debacle of the president boards, the buyouts of coaches that are at ridiculous rates, basically paying the coaches to fail, um, mainly Muschamp, not not Martin, because, you know, Martin's a great guy, and yes, he's already exactly been snatched right. up. Muschamp had to go back to daddy, essentially. Maybe the baseball but, coach. But well, we'll get into that later. I don't even get me started on that. Anyway, um, but she said, I don't want to give $20 million if it's going to be the go-forward basis. Why would why would my $20 million, why would I want my $20 million to go to continue to these kind of efforts? And you know what? And when she says these kind of efforts, she's talking about huge buyouts like the yeah. Will Muschamp. She's talking about uh, huge buyouts yeah. of contracts. She's talking about hiring coaches and having huge buyouts for those contracts and the, the coaches in the contract you negotiate. Presidential um, searches that <coughs> are just kerfuffles. Uh, she, uh, she's talking about presidential searches that are that are a sham. That that I mean, there may be a couple of board members. Like I'd like to think my good friend John Von Lee is among the good members here. But maybe some members aren't really serious about the search. They they know who they want, and their goal is to put who they want in the position. That happens too. I mean, she she heard these kinds of efforts. What she's talking about is is the board not doing the things uh, the way she thinks it ought to be done, and what she would view as a proper manner. I think that's what she's talking about. And if they don't get their act straight. Looks like it could cost him $20 million. Well, and I think that, you know, this isn't a situation where she's trying to take full control of the board. I think that this is a situation where I'm going to give you a lot of money. I'm not going to waste it. <laughs> There's a reason she's a good businesswoman and has been as successful as she has. She's not throwing good money after bad. Kudos on her for saying that. And you know what? It, and it could, just, it could just be about the board chairman because she well, we said don't need that, to get, We don't need to get into that. I, I mean, no, no, because yeah. she said that she's waiting to see who will lead the board of her alma mater before she decides what to do. I mean, yeah. it could just be about one person. We don't know. It could just be about one person, and everybody is easily able to figure out why they have bad blood. But we don't really. We're not we going to need to go there. We're going to. It's, it's kind of like it's easy to figure out why Chris Rock and Will Smith have bad blood, but we'll get we'll get to that at the end of the show. So, um, not not a big deal. On a, on a happy, well, let's talk about, let's move to Gamecock Sports. <sighs> Baseball team, I mean, you lost to Presbyterian. They literally showed up and dodged. How Ants. does the team that, that won the series against Texas, won the series against Vanderbilt, number one and number four, lose to Presbyterian, and lose, although we're Charlestonians, we love the Citadel, lose to the Citadel. Okay. How, how does the same team 
win the games against the top five teams I mean, and lose to the smaller schools like that, I can put it. I think I can put it in one word: leadership. Uh, okay, yeah, and actually, I, that's what has been said. We we didn't talk about this in pre-show, but I heard on one of seven five the game this morning um, that essentially the coach has said, you know, he didn't have the right guy on the mound, and that's why we did it. First off, don't you dare throw an 18, 19-year-old kid under the bus because you made a dumb mistake, number one. number And, I, you know, but here's my problem with why we're doing this, where we're about to go with this, and I don't want this to be fire the South Carolina coaches show because that's what essentially we've said. No, no, I'm not saying that now, but I'm saying that that if you got the talent on the field that can beat those teams and that same talent's not beating these other teams, something's going on. And, and let's just let me just make sure everybody's aware of this because this matters to me. The day before we lost to PC, PC lost to Campbell 30-something to 4. So let's just make that Campbell as in, you know, North Carolina. Okay. The, right. the Camel, the Campbell Camels. So let's just, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's just, we're just going to leave it. Let's just leave it at that. I One last thing to say. I love Shane Beamer. There you go. <laughs> I'll tell you who I love. I love Spencer Rattler. I love Spencer right, Rattler. I love Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler, who it has come out, has had one of the highest NIL valuations, appears to have like done what every good quarterback should do. He posted on his Instagram, um, it's a, with, regarding one of his new endorsements, um, it's about to be a long season in the trenches for the big guys up front. Had to get my O-line right with some at, I want to make sure we say this because I'm so happy that this is what they did that I want to promote this a little bit, at Blackwood for Men Grooming Products. Take care of, the, hashtag, take care of those that take care of you. Hashtag Blackwood for Men spurs up. You know what? Amazing job on Spencer Rattler's spot. It shows how smart he is and the leadership potential that he truly does carry and have and why he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. But um, I just think that that is just amazing, and I hope they got more more than just products. I hope they all got a little bit of money for being in that Instagram I'm post. I'm sure but, that they did. Yeah. I'm sure that they – I mean, I, but I, I don't have, know that they did, but um, I don't think they would be – I don't think his offensive line would be so excited – about getting some Blackwood for Men products. I mean, I, I don't know about Blackwood for they, Men products, they, but I'm going to look at look into it. They want they want some cash, and you know that's happening. This is happening would, with um, NIL all over the country right now. The the smarter stars are making sure their other guys are taken care of. God bless them. God bless them. And so you know, I think the Blackwood for Men. I haven't looked into them, but they're probably a very good compliment to your Harl- our Harleston's clothes. So. That is just... That I am wearing today. And you look delightful, just like I am as well. Just you look like delightful. you are today. Um, but, all right, the time has come. Um, time to talk about what everybody's been talking about, Will Smith. Anything you want to say about it? Why is this still news? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> why is this still news? Why is this still news? You know, we talked about it because you you made a funny joke. We weren't even going to mention it, but you made a hilarious funny um Beforehand about the Google all right, video. All right, and and okay, we've just done what I <laughs> what I said, quite frankly. But I was listening to a excuse me, I was I was watching a video, something on Instagram or somewhere, and when I was flipping through them, it came up one with the tagline, a star whose name I cannot That's recall yeah. comments on Will Smith's lap, and I watched a six, seven-minute video 
looking to see what the comment was. The comment was, he shouldn't have done it. So that's pretty much it. I mean, like five, ten seconds out of a six, seven minute thing, and that's all it. That's all the thing was. And and you and I, we conspired to have some fun by saying fun Will Smith multiple times, and then do the exact, exact same, same thing, thing that person did to me. You, we mentioned it more than that guy mentioned. It. So <laughs> that's all that matters. So thank you for listening to our our lengthy podcast. Uh, waiting to talk about Will Smith. <laughs> no, we appreciate it. Dad, anything you want to wrap up with? No, I just appreciate everybody listening, and I appreciate our beautiful wives and everybody letting us do this. I, I, I concur with that assessment. Um, go get you some Harlestons and go look into Blackwood for men. Um, Whatever it is. Call him for insurance at Harold Insurance. Call me for law at the Trey Harold Law Offices. HaroldInsurance.com, AttorneyHarold.com. Bless you for listening. This is attorney Trey here. I've been dealing with insurance companies my entire life, whether it's working for them or fighting against them. So if you've been injured in an accident and the insurance company is giving you the runaround, don't delay. Call 636-TREY or you can find us online at attorneyherald.com.